the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. up with a corresponding taking down. This is why both in Ephesians the fourth chapter and also in Colossians the third chapter the apostle Paul talks to us about a putting on of some things with a corresponding taking off of other things. Notice what he says hold your finger here in Jude and let's look at Ephesians the fourth chapter. Ephesians chapter four because notice what Paul says. He says Ephesians the fourth chapter Lord have mercy. Ephesians 4, starting at verse 21. Notice what Paul says. He says, If so be you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so there is a putting off of the old man with a corresponding putting on of the new man. Many of us end up like the kid that wears too many coats to school. We, We don't put off nothing. We just keep putting on other stuff. And so we have, the, we have the, the old habits and the old ways and the old mindset and the old patterns of behavior. We still have that on, but then we want to put on the new man in Jesus Christ. Yes. And, you, and you end up looking like the kid that wears four or five coats to school. Amen. You just look funny. Amen. And nothing really is benefiting you. Nothing really is helping you. There has to be a taking off of some things so that other things can be put on. Amen. And so, dear ones, that's the first thing that we want to take note of. And, 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 and many of us, as I said, we are like the person who is trying to get in shape by doing the right types of things. So we are exercising and we are drinking more water and we are eating more fruits and vegetables. But we still find ourselves making our normal and regular and routine trip 
to our favorite sweet shop. We're trying to get in shape. We're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to, we're exercising and and, and drinking more water and all these things. But we still are making our same normal, regular, routine trip to our favorite sweet shop. Now your sweet shop, there was your sweet shop, is the place or the thing that you go to to satisfy your craving, to quench your thirst. To get your itch scratched. That's your sweet shop. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I could give examples, but I don't think I need to give any examples of what your sweet shop could be. Lord have mercy. You find yourself making your normal routine trip to your sweet shop. And but but you're still trying to do the right thing. You're trying to do the right thing. But you're still going. The GPS coordinates of your behavior have not changed. You are still going to your sweet shop on a regular and normal basis. And at some point, there there has to be a lessening in those areas with a corresponding building up of other things. Otherwise, you end up, as I said, with a zero-sum gain. But there was back in Jude. Notice what Jude says. He says, but beloved, but you beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost now there are a couple things that i want for us to see here with what jude says one thing dear ones is that jude makes a point of clearly stating to us here that prayer is something that every follower of jesus christ needs to participate in in a way that is regular and consistent jude encourages us he says praying And so he is encouraging us to be, as followers of Jesus, prayer is something that we should be regularly and consistently involving ourselves with. And it is this point, dear ones, that cannot be overstated. I am am amazed. I am amazed at how many people who profess to be followers of Jesus Christ do not have a regular and consistent prayer life. I am amazed. How is that possible? You, 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 you are a follower of Jesus, but you don't even talk to him. Amen. Amen. You are a follower. Oh God. You are a follower of Jesus, but you don't get any directions from the head. You are a soldier in the Lord's army. And yet you fail to stay in contact with your chief commander. How is that possible? Are you a soldier just kind of running out doing your own thing? Thinking that the Lord is going to be satisfied with that? Hoping that you hit the right target? Hoping that you go against the right enemy? Hoping that you do the right thing? I am amazed at how many people who profess to know Jesus don't talk to him. Oh, I know it's tight, but it's right. Jude encourages us to have a regular and consistent prayer life. And as I said, there was, I cannot overstate this point because we need to begin to understand the vitally important role that prayer plays in the conditioning and the overall health of our souls. We have to understand the very, the vitally important 
role that prayer plays in the conditioning and the overall health of our soul. It can be said, dear ones, that when it comes to the health of our souls, having times of prayer that are regular and consistent is like learning how to breathe properly when you exercise. Having times of prayer that are regular and that are consistent is like learning how to breathe properly when you exercise. You say, well, Pastor Fields, everybody breathes when they exercise. I understand that, but not everybody breathes correctly. Everybody breathes when they exercise. But there are a lot of people that when they're getting ready to do something, they find themselves (gasps) holding their breath. When they're getting ready to lift something heavy, they... (gasps) And they... Hold their breath. Dear ones, when you hold your breath, you are cutting off the very thing that your body needs to function properly. When you hold your breath, when you're trying to exercise, you are cutting off the very thing, air, oxygen, that your body needs to be able to function at its highest and best level. And so breathing properly is important when you exercise. And so Jude here is encouraging us to have regular times of prayer because regular times of prayer, as I said, is like breathing properly when you exercise. You need that. And regular times of prayer, dear ones, will help to condi- help your soul to get in its highest and best level of condition. Because now you're giving your soul the very thing that it needs to be able to be in its best state, in its best condition. And that, what it needs, dear ones, what your soul needs to be in its best and healthiest condition is time alone with God. Amen. That's what your soul needs. Amen. Time alone with God. Not more Bible studies. Not more events. Not more revivals. Time alone with God. Amen. That's what your soul needs. See, well, Pastor Phil, I, I'm not quite sure I believe that. I'm not quite sure. I, I, okay, I'll show you. Hold your finger here in Jude. Let's look at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, dear ones. And I want for us to look real quickly. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. It says, starting in verse 16, it says, Paul says, Nevertheless, when it shall turn, when, when Israel shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Here we go. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Here we go. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Time with God, time alone with the Lord, that is how the Holy Spirit will begin to change you. He's not going to change you in, in, in his, you know, a massive revival where millions or, or hundreds of thousands of people are there and you're going to go there and that's where the Lord's going to work. No, he's going to work with you by yourself with him alone. Amen. Spending time in him. I know it doesn't sound it doesn't sound exciting. It doesn't sound thrilling. It doesn't sound like I'd rather go to this massive event. Well, dear ones, you can go to the massive event. That doesn't necessarily mean that God's going to do a work in your life. But I guarantee you, based on the authority of Scripture, you spend time alone with God in prayer. You spend time in His presence alone, just you and Him. I guarantee you, you do that consistently. God will change you. He'll change you. 
He'll, ta- he'll take out wrong and put in right. He'll take out crooked and put in straight. He'll take out bitter and put in sweet. I guarantee you that. And so, as so, so, so we've got to realize time with God, time in his presence, time alone with him. No distractions, nothing, no, no, no pressing. The phone, my cell phone, I turn my phone off. I'm not going to answer any calls. I'm not answering any texts. I'm turning it off. I'm not listening to it any longer. I'm going to spend time with God. I don't care what they're doing on Facebook. It has to go away for right now. I don't care who's tweeting me. I don't care. No, no, no. It goes away. I'm going to spend time with God. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. The change that many of us need, the one the Lord wants to give it to you. The problem is you're so busy doing everything else. You're so busy going here, going there, talking to this person, talking. You're so busy that you're not spending time with him in his presence. Because if you spend time with him in his presence, he'll change you. Spend time in his presence. You can't help but become changed. And so so Jude helps us to understand that, that, that praying in the Holy Ghost. Notice there was the other thing back in Jude. The other thing that we want to take note of is that our prayers need to be done in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I would like to submit to all of you, dear ones, that what Jude is referring to here when he says praying in the Holy Ghost is not necessarily speaking in tongues when you pray. That is not necessarily what Jude is talking about. Although speaking in tongues when you pray can be a part of it and can be associated with it, that is not the primary thing that Jude is talking about here. What I would like to submit to all of you that when Jude talks about praying in the Holy Ghost, he is referring to us praying in a way that is done under the direction and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and that is done in a way that is in line with and in agreement with the Lord's word and with his will for our lives. So when Jude says praying in the Holy Ghost, he's basically saying praying in agreement with the Holy Spirit or praying in in, in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. 
Because the Holy Spirit is not going to encourage you to do anything that is outside of God's word or outside of God's will for your life. And so you are praying in agreement with him. Many of us want to have a a dispute and a debate with the Holy Ghost. We were praying and the Holy Ghost says, no, the Lord doesn't want that for you. We need to do this over here. Why? Why can't I? What's wrong with it? I don't understand. You need, I, I, I think we need to talk about this, Jesus. I think we, you know, we, just, we, need, we need to talk about this because I'm just not seeing it that way. I'm just not seeing it. And so we have this debate with the Lord rather than just praying in agreement with him. If the Lord says no, then it's okay, Lord, you said no. If the Lord says yes, you say, okay, Lord, you said yes. If the Lord says go this way, you say, okay, Lord, I'm going this way. Amen. If the Lord says stop, you say, okay, Lord, I'm stopping. I've been in prayer, dear ones, where the Lord says, get up and go somewhere. And I've stopped in the middle of prayer, stopped and got up. And I'm walking out the door. And this happened a couple of times. Sister Ann says, where are you going? I said, I got to go to this person. Or I got to go here. I got to do this. And since we said, like, well, why? I thought you said you weren't going to do that. I said, I have to because the Lord just told me to. Amen. He just said, go. So you go. Yeah. And so praying in agreement with the Holy Spirit. And, and this, dear ones... That is, what, that, is, that is the thought that John is trying to bring out to us in his letter that he writes to us in here in first. So turn back, hold your finger in Jude, but just turn back just a couple books of the Bible to first John. Because notice what John says in first John, the third chapter, verses 21 to 24. Notice what John says. He says, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence or we have confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now jump over to 1 John, the fifth chapter, verses 14 and 15. He says, John says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. People want to teach, if you ask anything, God hears you. No, no, no. That's not what the text says. The text says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. And so this is the thought of, of praying in agreement with the Holy Spirit. This is the thought that John helps us to understand. And so, because there was for many of us, our prayer times that we, that we have with the Lord, we spend them either asking for things that are outside of the Lord's will for our lives, or we spend that time addressing things that are not in agreement with the Lord's will for our lives. And what we can find is that our times of prayer will become more effective and more beneficial and more meaningful to us if we would allow the Holy Spirit to lead and direct us into what to pray for and what to pray about. But then also believe that even if we fail to cover everything and ask for certain things of the Lord, we have to believe that the Lord already knows what you need even before you ask him. Sometimes we're so, well, I forgot to ask the Lord for this. God already knows what you need before you ask. But then also, dear ones, we need to make sure that we keep short accounts with the Lord and confess and address issues of sin in our lives and ask the Lord to give us, to to cleanse us and to change us before those areas of sin become stumbling blocks for your life. 
We need to keep short accounts with the Lord. Keeping a short account with God means when the Holy Ghost makes you aware that that issue of sin is there in your life, you go to the Lord right then and there, confessing and asking God to forgive you. Keep short accounts. Too many of us have laundry lists with the Lord. You have laundry lists. Rather than post-it notes, you have scrolls of issues. And you just let them build up, build up, build up. And then at some point in time, you say, okay, Lord, forgive me for my role. No, post-it, short things, short accounts. You know what a post-it note is. A post-it note is a little tiny thing. You can't write a whole bunch of stuff on it. I try to write stuff on it. Sometimes I'm writing on the side and I'm writing in, on the back of it. I, I try to put as much as I can. But even then, you can only get so much on a post-it note. Our accounts, are, the, the accounts that we have with the Lord concerning our issues of sin, dear ones, they should be like post-it notes. Just short things. Once it's there, you get it right with the Lord. And so, dear ones, keep short accounts with the Lord. But then also, dear ones, make sure that to the best of our knowledge and the best of our ability, that our lives are in line with the Lord's will and that our prayers are in agreement with the Lord's word. So when Jude talks about praying in the Holy Ghost, that is what he's talking about, praying in agreement with the Holy Spirit. Now, notice what he says. He says, but you, beloved. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, at this point, Jude gives us two things that we need to do in order to get our souls in shape and then keep our souls in shape. And those two things are, one, we are to keep ourselves in the love of God. And then the second thing that he says we are to do is we are to look for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. So keep yourself, keep ourselves in the love of God. Now with regards to this first thing that Jude says to us here, dear ones, about keeping ourselves in the love of God, we need to see this. We need to see what Jude says here while also taking into account what Paul says to us about staying in the love of God in Romans the 8th chapter. So hold your finger here in Jude and let's all turn to Romans the 8th chapter because Paul says something to us about the love of God there. Notice what he says, starting at verse uh, 35. He says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now Paul goes on to list a number of things that do not have the capacity and do not have the ability to separate us from the love of God. Paul says, sword can't do it. Peril cannot do it. Persecution cannot separate you from God's love for you. 
Now, dear ones, with regards to all that Paul says to us here, there is one thing that we need to keep in mind. Everything that Paul mentions to us in Romans, the eighth chapter, are all things that are external to us, that can come against us from the outside. Persecution, that's external to you. Peril, that's external to you. Sword, that's external to you. All these things are external to you, coming to you from the outside and attacking you. What Paul does, and I believe he intentionally does, is he leaves off the one thing or the few things that are internal to you. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.